Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Support for the Cannon Fire podcast is brought to you by our good friends over at BetOnline.ag. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any other place online. And of course, they've always got the online casino, which never closes. So head over to BetOnline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Once again, BetOnline, your online sportsbook expert. This is the Big Nasty. Yeah, Big Nasty. Hall of Fame Tampa Bay Buccaneer fan, baby. This is Mike Allstott, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and you're listening to the Cannon Fire Podcast. Cannon Fire Podcast, brother. You ain't listening, and you're missing out. Woo! Today for episode 195, live on YouTube. And I guess that's the beauty of live podcasting, because we do have a very special guest, but uh, we just lost him. Chris Myers is joining us on the show tonight. And uh, as soon as I I think you guys saw him, if you're in the stream. Hold on, let's get the music off here. Let's see if we can get Chris Myers back in this thing. He should still have the email. Oh, my goodness. Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to a chaotic start to episode 195. I am your host, as always, Rhett Matthew, joined alongside me, my good buddy and co-host, Philly Bucks fan himself, Mr. Evan Wanish. And there he is, ladies and gentlemen, Fox Sports' very own Chris. Welcome back. I was just explaining the beauty of live podcasting. It happens. Technical difficulties <laughs> get the best of us. Uh, but here he is, ladies and gentlemen, from Fox Sports, Chris Myers. Welcome back to the podcast, Chris. You are uh, you are sideways on our screen. Oh, all right. So I can let me just hold on. See if I can adjust there this we here. Go. Is that <laughs> a little better? <laughs> yes, sir. Okay. Good to see you again. Okay. Welcome back to the podcast. Well, uh, it's good to be back. Yes, the uh, the Zoom life that we've all been living the last few years. Well, that's what should be better this year. Uh, hopefully, uh, the year of the fan, the return of fans, and packed houses. The Bucks are all sold out preseason and. Luxury suites uh, through the entire year, but it's good to be back uh, back with you. It was even though maybe the weather that everybody didn't show up, it was still uh, great at Raymond James to hear the crowd uh, in that first preseason game. Oh, absolutely! I got to uh, spend a little bit of time in the far end zone, um, and just being back around fans, man, that stadium experience. It was a preseason game, but I got to tell you, I mean, even for a preseason game, I can't remember the last time I've seen that many Bucks fans packed into Raymond James, unless, of course, you look at the Super Bowl, which was still limited capacity. So with everything on pace for 100% capacity stadiums in September, it should be exciting. As for you, first time you've been on Bucks preseason commentary with Rondé Barber since I believe the uh, the 2019 preseason. So how was that reunion for you getting back in the booth? I was fun. Well, I stay in touch with Ronnie all the time. And, you know, I do the NFL games during the course of the year for Fox. And uh, we, we, we talk bucks all the time through the course of, of last year. So we just kind of said, Hey, let's just push that onto the air. And, and he's good because he's out there at training camp 
on a regular basis and, and really knows the players. We go over a scouting report. He's got all kinds of information on even the third, fourth, fifth string guy trying to make the roster. He has good relationship, obviously, as we do. We get some extra time with Bruce Arians and and some of the, the staff, so we're, we're prepared. But him and I, you know, we, you try to give the viewer what they want. It's a Bucks. Uh, when you get other guys in, whatever information you give, and then it kind of turns into a little bit of a talk show in terms of, okay, let's, you know, where else do we want to go with how this player relates to what the Bucks want to do for the course of the season? So it's a lot of fun. I mean, it really, it really is enjoyable. I've been doing uh, Bucks preseason TV for uh, ever since the, the year after they won their first Super Bowl. So I'm not a, I'm not a, you know, jumping on the bandwagon here. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a loyal <laughs> Bucks. They were loyal to me, uh, so I'm going to be loyal to them. And I, it's nice to see them get back and win a, win a Super Bowl, the second Super Bowl. Yeah, it definitely was. And um, of course, during that broadcast, uh, which you know, you and Rondé did a terrific job. You, you guys did mention uh, the the passing of of longtime Bucks beat reporter uh, Mark Cook, which I thought was just a, a you know a beautiful uh, beautiful mention of him, beautiful tribute. Um, yeah, I know Ronde. Yeah, we both. I knew Ronde knew him personally. Uh, did you? Did you know Mark at all personally? I, I did not. Per- our paths had crossed a few times with Scott Reynolds, the Peter Report, and just some of his coverage in the area. Uh, but but it was important, I think, to mention for both of us, just because he, as I tried to echo, it represented to me it, 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 Tampa's a big city and a big franchise, but there's there's a closeness in the in the community there. Uh, whether you work with people around the team or the fans, the, the, the kind of loyal support. And he really wasn't just a guy who worked the team. He was, he was devoted from what I remembered and, and really passionate and lived it. And, and uh, so sad and ha- having dealt with some tragedy myself, but, you know, people die what seems out of order at a young age uh, for him, his family, his friends, just for his name and his honor. I, I think it was important. And, and the response by the team and, and players and, and others in, the, in, the, in and around the media and in the area has been very positive and encouraging. Uh, so I'm sure he's, uh, he's smiling, uh, appreciating all the, all the, the, the fine thoughts at a very difficult time for us and him, his family. Absolutely. If there was one thing that Mark loved, it was, you know, Buccaneers football and this time is here once again. Uh, I wanted to transition and get your thoughts on the first preseason game. We did our game recap a little while ago, but, you know, overall, I I guess it can be described as a start, right? It's not the Super Bowl champs that you saw playing in February. Granted that it was a lot of second, third and four stringers out there, some guys on the bubble. Um, So it was sloppy football. But that's what the first preseason game is for. But you were up in the booth. You got, you know, the best view in the house. Uh, what were your thoughts on the game? Any takeaways? Yeah, and and we, you know, it's funny. I love doing preseason games. I think they are important and essential, whether you need two or three or however many. We're down to three this year. Uh, coaches certainly say they need them, and some players create jobs. But they really, we just tend to, and it just shows you our love for the NFL. Uh, because we can't wait. And the rating was terrific. People watch, which we appreciate. Uh, we really overanalyze. You know, I mean, we're, we have the, the coaches have their game film and practice film and they'll break it down. But we do the best we can uh, to try to keep it interesting and entertaining so that so that fans are uh, watching and looking for uh, what they may find interesting in a, you know, in a third or fourth string player late in the second half. Uh, you know, a couple of things, you know, stood out. First of all, I, I thought it was I, I liked the idea. That Tom Brady wanted to to play in the game and 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 took a few snaps. I know the offensive line, uh, quite a few of the guys missed some practice, and so it was a little. You know, there were some starters out there, but uh, they just weren't exactly in sync. So you can't risk that. Uh, so I, I don't worry about starter. You know, they're going to be fine in that yeah. department. That's that's not an issue. I the two you know the two the top two draft picks stood out 
to me as guys with, who really have some talent and really bring it. Um, you know, in, in Tryon, who, again, it was a rough call, but you see the great skill there. And and then, you know, in Kyle Trask, I, what I like about that is, and yes, you have Blaine Gabbard, who is somebody who Arians trust that is the backup to Tom Brady, but you, you have the luxury of drafting and developing a guy who I think size, arm strength, awareness of the pocket and, and learning behind Brady and with Arians, um, a, a guy who fits that mold of quarterback that could, could plug right in, I think, with uh, – with what's uh, the kind of offense that they run that, that Brady and who knows Brady may go on and wait till he's, he's 50 wouldn't surprise me, but those two things uh, stood out uh, on the negative side, the special teams, you know, they've got some skilled guys there and I'm, I'm excited. I was excited to see Darden. And I, I see some real good stuff there, not only on special teams, but as a receiver, that's their, you know, it's such a deep position. Uh, <clears throat> didn't, you know, some of the tackling, uh, the second, wave of tackling and, and blocking was was not good. And the special teams is an area that I think there's a lot of hidden yards. That's a real uh, advantage spot if you can, you know, teams have won playoff games with that. And that's an area I think the Bucks can improve overall in, not just in the return game, but pinning the team back. Uh, certainly suck up. We expect him to be strong again and, and, and Bradley Pinion. So those were a couple of things just off the top of my head uh, that, that, that we saw. But I, but I, you know, I, I think Arians after that practice and said, Hey, you know, we want the guys out there. He's trying to set the tone early so that there's no complacency. We can talk about it and say there isn't, but it's human nature often to kind of fall in or ease into that, especially now that everybody, everybody wasn't on the bandwagon last year, but they are now in the Bucks and the favorites to, to go back and, and repeat, which is understandable, but they still have to go out and do it. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, you know, you, you talk, Talk about the really seen a flash, uh, had that the questionable call, which you know some could debate. It was a little bit high, um, but I, you know I did want to talk about Kyle Trask a little bit more. Uh, the The box score will, will not it won't tell you the whole story. Uh, the The box score will will make it look like he kind of had a rough day. Uh, he did take a, a few sacks where you know as as experience goes on that that'll get better. But what did you think of Kyle Trask today? Who, like I said, the box score to me didn't tell the whole story. Well, I guess, you know, and, and, and you're right. He's out there for the first time. A little situational. And I think Rondé Barber made the point in the broadcast. I would have liked to have seen him. They had the ball back at a two-point difference, three and a half to go. There were some options there, not just the sec, but it could have been a check down where he, he tried something different. Um, so, But obviously those are growing pains for, for a guy in his first NFL game, even if it is a, a preseason game. But I didn't, you know, I, I saw the numbers he put up in college at Florida. I wasn't sure what kind of pro quarterback he would be, but uh, I my first impression of that, and then uh, listening to what some other people said, how he's been in practice, uh, jumped out at me that that's it's a good fit. You know, maybe some other teams he might not be the best guy to draft and develop. Uh, but if he's patient in, in two years, if, if that's when the Bucks need him, and if not, and if he, and if he still has enough talent, somebody, you know, or three years, however long they want to wait, uh, you at least have a quarterback of the future already on your roster. And should, and this tells you that the Bucks say he's not quite ready, but should something happen to Brady where he misses a game or two and he's been an Ironman, uh, but you, you at least have Gabbert, who, who's a veteran who can probably get you through some games with that defense uh, until Tom Brady is healthy again. So it's a pretty good spot. The question is, and where does this leave Ryan Griffin, who's been Mr. August and has been there so long, but hasn't had a lot of regular season play, barely any. And, and that's something we'll have to watch out because they're going to keep three quarterbacks. That's the indication. They're not going to keep four, uh, but we'll see what's available with practice squad and some other options. And I got to tell you, as far as that Kyle Trask situation goes, if you talk to a lot of Bucks fans, I think that's 
you know, obviously the most convenient route for them to go. In a perfect world, Tom Brady retires, Kyle Trask is ready to go, and hopefully those years that he spent behind Brady being patient uh, has groomed him to be a little bit more than what was expected of him coming out of the second round there. Um, but another rookie on this roster I wanted to get your thoughts on and maybe some expectations this year is Joe Tryon. This guy, you know, you've heard all the stories. People have nothing but great things to say from him out of camp. Um, he has the athletic ability. I know there was some concern with him, you know, taking that year off uh, his last year of college, but he was working that entire time and slowing down. So the hype behind this guy is real, and I'm very excited. The top 10. Uh, <laughs> his, his, and, and the heir apparent, uh, I thought, I think, to J, Jason Pierre-Paul, but um, he may not be going anywhere either, even though his contract is up. Guys are adjusting their contracts to stay in Tampa and stay with Brady and, and, and Arians. But uh, I guess what, his speed is what, what I found. Uh, and, you know, I read the Times and saw that. And with that year off, I hadn't seen him as much in college. But even when he didn't make the play or get to the quarterback – um, that was impressive. And he, and his, his speed, even without giving up much strength, uh, you know, power inside when there was some running, uh, plays in his direction. And I, and I think what they want him to work on and what Bruce Aaron just said is, you know, know your gap and, and, and stay in it. But this is another perfect situation, just like you set up with the future with Kyle Trask and your quarterback. I mean, you, you, this guy, you can say the future, but he can play right now i mean and i I think be effective in the league when the season starts and that allows you know whether Shaq barrett or or jpp to kind of get the rest and the the essential uh, time off they need to be at their best when when the game's on the line i know that's something todd bowles loves to do is make sure that his best pass rushers have had enough uh, rest through even the course of a game so that while the offense may be wearing down or the game is on the line or they're trying to come back you know, you've got the guys that could put the, the heat on the opposing quarterback, and they did a tremendous job of that last year and then through the postseason and the Super Bowl title. Yeah, and uh, real quick before we get on to the actual 2021 season, I want to ask you about uh, the, the curious situation when the Bucks scored a touchdown on Saturday, and then uh, there, was, there was some confusion on whether the extra point actually counted or not. Have you ever seen something like that? No, and I'll tell you this, uh, not only have I not seen it, but the head of officials uh, this year, Walt Anderson in New York, who was watching, he had never seen it. He called Mike Barrera, and I call, uh, Mike Barrera called me the day after and said, hey, I didn't see the play, but the way it was described, uh, I've never seen that before either. And he said, and I, I said, well, on the air, we, we weren't sure because they lined up and kicked the extra point. It happened so fast. I knew it wasn't lined up at the 15. But but Adrian Hill, the referee, signaled good. So as a broadcaster, my job is to say, okay, the extra point is good. And then on the break, we saw him wave it off. I actually texted to Dean Blandino to get more information there uh, because you, you don't want the uh, the referee to wave them off. And there's no penalty there once you line up for the fake uh, because, you know, you can try to kick that extra point even from that range. And if the defense blocks it and runs it back the other way, that's a couple points for them. So you don't want to stop the play. And you don't want to penalize him. Yeah, I, I just thought it was unusual to try that in that spot. And I, apparently Rondé said they had practiced it during the week. And I, and I think Bruce Arians kind of took you know, the responsibility on him. But Keith Armstrong, the special teams coach, should have made sure that his kicker or whoever was out there that called timeout. If you have to, you're wasting points there in, right. in some way that if you if there's a fake and you and you don't see it, maybe they wanted the kicker to run it in. But the one thing to know about this rule, too, is. Obviously, you can't kick from any inside the 15-yard line, which lines up to about a, lines up a 33-yard kick, I guess, when you're back, unless there's a penalty that changes it. However, 
you can, if you line up for the kick for the extra point, you can fake it on a snap and run it in. And there you can, you can get two points. And that's probably a better way to go. They just weren't, if they did practice it, they weren't as ready for it in that situation, but they probably should have used a, a, a timeout or just run it in. I, I think that mm-hmm. still the Bengals may have been a little surprised to see if Brian Suckup would take a snap and try to, <laughs> and try to get the two and they wound up with nothing. So yeah, it was a little awkward. And that, that tells you something all the years calling NFL games in preseason and, and even the officials, the referees will tell you that that happens. Sometimes they have a rule and they know it's in place, but there'll be a play where a quarterback runs past the line or the ball's fumbled back and another team gets it. Uh, and so you always have to kind of adjust and adapt in the, but the, in the situation, but ultimately they, they got it right. And I, and I wish we could have explained or shown the replay and given a better explanation to the audience more clearly and, and more succinctly uh, right away, but we did the best we could. I got to tell you, the last time that I was that confused after a a special teams play, actually, it was, was the Bucks game in 2019 in London against Carolina. Do you remember they busted out? Uh, Evan, I think you remember this. They had that. It was a uh, it was like a fair kick rule. And they basically came out and had a fair kick. Do I remember that correctly? It was something I had well, never seen before. You know what I'm talking about, right? I think I have an idea. Well, are you talking about when when you can right before a half on a kick, a guy can fair catch it, and and the the clock won't you you won't run out of time. The very next play, you can try a field goal try before the end of a yeah. half. I've yeah, I've yeah. seen that happen before yeah. with different yeah with different teams, and not yeah and and not that's not very common, but I have seen that kind of fair catch, fair kick, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and there are always coaches too, and then Bill Belichick comes to mind. Of, you know, against the Raven, trying to beat the system with substitutions or whatever within the legal framework of the rules, but kind of finding some kind of loophole to kind of take advantage. So yeah. it's important that that not only the coaching staff know all of that, obviously, like officials, broadcasters, we study that, but that the players know it, especially um, those on the field at the time who have to make decisions with the football. Uh, and even then, I guess Arians or Keith, somebody could have run down and called timeout when they saw right. that there was some confusion but yeah it was you know what hey it's preseason why not why not try it and uh and i think they'll put that on the back burner i don't think we would have seen that in a regular season game for the bucks yeah i uh i i definitely agree we talked about it on the show i said you know preseason is when you want to try those kinds of things and see if you can kind of get away with it but um yeah it's clearly they they could not so real quick before you before we, we head out here uh, you know, 2021, trying to trying to repeat now in the you know the defending role, you, you're now going from being the hunter to the hunted. Everybody's really looking at you. Everybody wants to knock you off. What are your expectations for for how this team w- will perform in 2021? Yeah, I think the, the greatest challenge to the Bucks repeating is is themselves and and human nature and complacency. Not that they're going to be lazy or try and coast. But in your mind, you know, you, is it, there's a struggle. And I'll tell you, it's, it's, it's more difficult getting to the top of the mountain. I mean, it, it's staying on top of the mountain than it is actually getting there. There's that certain hunger that's that's built within. But to have all the starters back, to have done the amazing work that they've done there, to have really a, a guy like Tom Brady who is, in terms of motivation, even with himself, he reminds me of when I covered the NBA, Michael Jordan, who – he wanted perfection, but he put the time in the energy in, and you didn't want to, his teammates didn't want to disappoint him. You wanted to live up to his expectations of you because he would make you better and you had a chance to win. I think we've already seen 
some of the the Buck players react that way. Not only coming there for to be around Brady and and uh, and, and the positive of that, but now that they've had success, you know they they want more of it. I hear you know Wayne Gabbard, a number of other players talk of they they'll call him TB12. They're they're jumping on his same exercise and health program because they see what it's done for him, and he's very unique. Obviously, he's the best ever to play at, at, at that position, or maybe any position if he keeps going with this kind of success. So, so to me, that's the that's the greatest obstacle. They're catching the rest of the division. You know, Carolina's got a new quarterback. I mean, Atlanta has a new head coach, and, and the Saints have you know an uncertain situation with two quarterbacks. Neither has proven that they can be a full season starter and, and be a threat. Although you do have Sean Payton and Alvin Kamara, who I, you know, I, I think will probably end up being second in the division again. But so, so that says to me, I was looking at the schedule. I mean, I, they should have win the division, even though they didn't do that last year and they were swept by the saints. I doubt that'll happen this year. I, I see them only losing two or three games, you know, maybe Buffalo, maybe the Rams, you know, again, maybe, maybe one of the division opponents where they're caught off guard, assuming again, that they're healthy because remember last year, they really uh, caught a break. And part of it is their conditioning um, in that they stayed healthy for the most part, their frontline uh, uh, players, especially in the offensive line. You need to protect you know, Brady. Some areas you can get hit hard and be decimated. I do worry a little bit about depth there in the offensive line. The secondary, I think is going to be even better. Um, I, the running game, I, I, Giovanni Bernard is, uh, we said, not only an excellent receiver out of the backfield, one of the, one of the better pass blocking running backs, at least historically. So that helps the situation. So they, they really are, are set up as, as anyone can. And I also say, who's going to beat them? Okay. Tell me, you know, whether it's in the NFC or, or AFC, I know there's some rising teams like Buffalo and Cleveland and, you know, if the chiefs get back, but I, I just, I, none of those right now, I, what I put ahead of the bucks in terms of, of, of a team in the Super Bowl. I, you know, Aaron Rodgers and green Bay, there's still some drama there. The NFC West is the best division top to bottom, but each one of those teams has a flaw. The Rams losing Cam Akers and running back hurts their chances. Russell Wilson has a new offensive coordinator. Uh, the 49ers now have two quarterbacks. Garoppolo is going to be looking over his shoulder, and they lost their defensive coordinator. So and, and in terms of Arizona, Kyler Murray, they've got a lot of talent there, but he hasn't shown, and I think he's a fun player to watch, but in terms of winning a big game, uh, you got to show that. So uh, those were – I think the teams that came to mind about I don't see anybody out of the NFC. He's stopping uh, Tampa Bay. And and so I, I, I think that the Bucks should be the favorite. Now, how they go out and play and how they handle it mentally uh, is the next story. And, and that's where I think Tom Brady is, is probably as valuable as he is on the field. Yeah. Now, one last question, and we truly appreciate your time, Chris, but it's the million dollar question. And you know, we had you on our show, I, I think, almost a full calendar year ago at this point, and it was yeah. the same conversation. Uh, Tom Brady, TB12. The man just turned 44 years old. The conversation remains the same. How far can him and Tampa Bay get this year, and what kind of expectations do you have for him? You know, the only difference with this conversation now is that he is fresh off a Super Bowl title with his brand-new team. So, uh, you know, things are, are definitely interesting, but I wanted to get your take on that. Yeah, and, and fresh off, off knee surgery that we really didn't even know a lot about, you know, that medial collateral ligament in his left knee. He said he was happy that for the first time in over a decade, enough to wear some kind of kind of knee brace. It feels yeah. better than ever. I remember talking to Drew Brees after when he 
went to the Saints and had the shoulder surgery. He, he his arm felt stronger than it was even before he he was ever injured. Not that he's going to have a super knee that, but that Brady it feels young and healthy and, and certainly looks that way. And I remember when we spoke before last year, you know, the adding of Fournette and then later Antonio Brown coming in. So they the, the Bucks did the right kinds of things of adding pieces. And here you have an OJ Howard, for example, who you already had, but now he's healthy and and he's a, he's a, can be an impact player. Another, the, the rookie for, who is a return specialist, but also I've seen Arians use a guy like that in Arizona in different places just to throw off a defense so that the guys like Mike Evans and and the Godwin and, and Brown can do their thing. So uh, that's kind of, you know, that's kind of the overview. I, uh, and getting through the preseason healthy and then starting the regular season on time and seeing what other teams and how they respond. And, and what's amazing to me too, and this is, I, I just can't, I can't uh, holler this out loud enough. The, the fact that last year was so crazy, right? 2020 with all what we all went through, yeah. uh, teams, you know, protocol, how, how they were able to handle, you know, whether it was the testing or, or you know, the, the grouping of being around players, doing the right safety things so that they could have their best players on time when they could. I felt bad. Ronald Jones missed time with COVID. He couldn't help it. It cost him maybe a thousand yard rushing season. So to do all that and then be a, you know, a wild card team and win those games on the road in New Orleans with Breeze and in Green Bay with, with Rogers. And then of course, knock off a hot KC team and the rising quarterback in, in Mahomes who were the defending champs before it. To me, that, that says a lot about the character of this team. And, and they're all back together uh, again, hopefully under better circumstances and with their fans uh, filling up the stadium. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Myers of Fox Sports, we truly appreciate your time here on the show, Chris. Uh, where, can the fi- where can the people find you and your awesome work? And do you happen to know your schedule for week one just yet? Yeah, I did get week one. We have the, the Bengals at home. Uh, Burrow will play against the Vikings, which uh, the Viking team, very exciting offense. Uh, I think one of the best when you talk about running, running back, receiver, uh, quarterback, that can put up some numbers too. So that's the week one game for Fox. I'll be working with Daryl, Daryl Johnston, uh, Chris Myers Fox on Instagram, uh, and Twitter is the underscore Chris Myers. And there is chrismyersports.com where I put up some NFL notes and uh, other information throughout the course of the year. That's the social media stuff that we cover, but always enjoy talking to you guys and your, uh, your work with the Bucks. Always a pleasure, Chris. Thank you so much, my friend. Have a great rest of your evening. Yeah, Thanks, you guys Chris. take care. We'll see you. Yes, sir. See you. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Myers of Fox Sports, our special guest here on the podcast tonight. But uh, right. the show rolls on. Thank you guys for hanging out with us here live on YouTube. Let's get caught up on some super chat. Bree D with the $5 donation and our guy, Mr. Bucks Nation, with the $3 donation. She, she, she's, probably, she's probably hooked onto your bank account. Yeah, right? That's probably my <laughs> card that that just went through. Um, thank you guys so much for supporting the channel and donating to the Wendy's Fund. Shout out to Chaco, Bluntly, Bucks Time 12, our moderator, Willie Beeman, holding it down. Good to see you in here, our friend. NFL God 99. Yeah, Tim Tebow got cut. Saw that yeah, being talked did. about. He, he did. How about that? <laughs> uh, so, um, big, big thanks to Chris Myers though, real quick. Oh yeah, um, absolutely, man. Big, big thanks. He was flexible with us. Uh, it seemed like, you know, he, he just, uh, some scheduling things that he wasn't able to come on yesterday. So we were able to make it happen today. And, uh, he was, he was able to able to really help us out and give us a good interview, give us some insight on, uh, the extra point thing. Um, how, you know, he's never even seen it. Um, so yeah, we're, we're happy to, to be, 
to be back just just talking football and it feels like it's about to be football season i'm sure chris is is excited uh he'll be he'll be back in the booth with ronde uh the next next saturday versus the titans so it it doesn't sound like the starters are really going to play but um he'll be back there to be able uh to call that game and i believe I think you might be able to hear him call the the away game if you're in Florida. If you're local to Florida, you might be able to hear him call the the, the Texans game, which the starters will will play mostly in. Uh, I'm not sure how far out he knows his schedule. Um, and I mean, we're being totally transparent. If you guys are watching our stream on YouTube, it was a chaotic start as we lost Chris Myers. Yes. We had to get him back. And now <laughs> I, I have here, to do here's, some, here's, uh, here's my theory on that. That was that 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 that, that was Mark Cook ribbing us. That was that 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 that, that, that was that was him. That was him putting putting a nice rib on us. So. You got to love those technical difficulties with, you know, your biggest guest on the show here in a couple of weeks. But uh, glad we were able and, to make that happen. And and real one real quick uh, note here on, on Mark Cook. If you guys haven't checked out, go check out Pewter Report's um, tribute to Mark Cook after after this episode of CFP. It's uh, uh, it's beautiful. Um, they share stories that it's it's funny it'll make you laugh it'll make you cry it's uh it, it's pretty good stuff and at the end actually they kind of have a, a technical difficulty of their own which is like <laughs> they, they, they say you know oh, it's mark getting us one last time well, you got us so yeah, right. um so where where do you think the secondary ranks this year nobody runs against us anymore um you know that, that that's a tough question it's you know you are right they're they are going to see more passes their way just because not many people are running against them, but um, I, I, I don't really know. I, I think obviously uh, I think they are on, on the rise, but yet again, it's, you know, it's, it's a passing league. So they expect them to give up some, some games where they give up a lot of yards. So we got uh, Richard here. How many more books will be, we see in the top 100. So, so far it's been Tristan Wirfs, Shaq Barrett, Levante, David, Mike Edmonds, and Jason Beer Paul. A very pleasant so I, surprise, might I add. Well, I mean, the, I knew those guys were going to get representation this I, year, but it, I, we should I, just be happy that there's already this many, are, right? Yeah, but are, are we sure that Jack Barrett had, like, a top 100 year? Are we sure Tristan, that Cameron Jordan had a top 100 year? He was, like, I'm, ranked 40-something. Are we sure Are we sure Michael Thomas did? He didn't even have a touchdown. Yeah, it um, just... <laughs> it, um, you know, uh, and obviously you're, you're going to have Devin White on there, which I don't think uh, – I don't. I don't think Devin White should be ahead of Levante David. I, I don't. But whatever. I think the playoff run really helped Devin White. Um, Even though he missed I, that first game too. Yeah. Um, so and then uh, and Tom Brady who will, will also end up on there. Thank so. you for calling. Oh, and if Chris Guy was also on the list. Number of the person you think you reach, please enter it now. Not gonna work. Not gonna work. The person you Damn it. It still does not work. <laughs> I, I, I want to, you know, while we're here, right, we might as well figure it out. I mean, folks, if you really want to get a good juicy recap of the first preseason game, um, go ahead and check out yesterday's episode. We got a really good conversation with Chris Myers in the first half of today's show. So I figured, you know, why not have some fun, right? <laughs> we, we we tried, folks. So Mr. Bugs Nation, the, the hotline, does the hotline work or no? It works for other relax, people, but not relax. for you. It, it, it relax. 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 It, it works for everybody, but not him. It, yeah. It, okay. So <laughs> I don't know what's going on, man. Uh, real quick, uh, Ben Leeper. Now, we have not discussed it, um, but um, Byron Leftwich's comments about motion in the offense. <laughs> the thing that was, that was most confusing was that he he contradicted Bruce Arians. 
So right. I don't really know like if, if you're gonna see no motion in the Bucks offense. Yeah, Arians I'm glad this good. I'm glad this came up. I wanted to talk about this. Yeah, what the hell, dude? Like I, I know that we have a history of of coaches being trolls on this team, right? Like Bruce Arians has blatantly lied to the media before and said, Ah, you guys don't know what you're talking about when clearly they're on to something. So this isn't anything new. I, I I really don't have any doubts that Byron is just probably, you know, messing around with people. Um I don't know if maybe he's just being sarcastic for the sake of like trying to be funny, you know, because we know that teams come out in the preseason with very, they're not going to show you very, they're not showing nothing. Right. So it's like, you know, when you say that you're not using motion, but we have talked about on this podcast, entire days of practice being devoted to using a little bit of extra motion before the snap. When Tom Brady was coming here a little over a year ago, we talked about how this offense could really use some motion. Because that's what Brady does best. He makes his adjustments at the line of scrimmage after he picks apart your defense. So, you know, I just, I don't really take anything from I, it. Like, I feel like he's just messing yeah. around with people. And I mean, Bruce Arians, the, the head coach, like literally said multiple times, he said about motion and, and mentioned the, 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 the motion thing. And uh, yeah, I, that's why I wasn't really making a big fuss about it. Um, I'm not going to say Byron doesn't know what he's talking about, but Maybe it was a bad choice of words. Maybe. Maybe he's talking about like jet sweeps or something. I don't know. But it was it was strange. <laughs> it was it was kind of strange. Maybe um, he just didn't know how to describe it and he was referring to that uh point after touchdown attempt. Maybe. Right? He was just like, Yeah, I, I designed that. Keith Armstrong didn't I the offensive coordinator designed that. <laughs> um uh quick plug here, um, while we're we're sitting here waiting. Um, November, November 14th, you're not doing anything in the Tampa area. Watch party at Barry house. Um, November 14th versus the Washington football team. Here, I got you. Here, I got you. Keep telling people about it. I just got to grab something. Real quick. I Don't know exactly. I know exactly what he's grabbing folks. I know you're going to like this. Um, so at Barry house, uh, November 14th versus the Washington football team. It starts, um, it, it's, it starts, um, uh, <laughs> i knew exactly what you were grabbing it's my berry I knew, house I knew, I knew exactly what you were grabbing so, so that is an official yeah that is house. this is from the brewery i got this i think two or three years ago um but it is my berry house hat and it's uh i mean cool. i only really bust it out is. for special occasions like the he's gonna wear November. it at the watch party I, I probably it. will i probably will you know, I really only busted out for special occasions like the one going down on November 14th. So so like you guys said, or like Evan said, if if you're not doing anything, Bucks are playing Washington that week. And we are also having a kick-ass watch party with our friends at Barry House, our guys Wingbox Food Truck hooking it up. It should be a really, really good time. Make sure you guys can get out there. It's free entry. I mean, they're really, you know, if if you're coming, let us know you're coming. But like anybody's invited. There, there really isn't a... Uh, you know, you don't have to get a ticket. You don't have to reserve nope. anything. None of that BS. Just show up, watch some football, and hang out with us while we do a podcast. We'd love yep. to have you there. They they have a a, a bunch of local brews. Um, the the wing box will have uh, the the Berry House itself. I, I don't believe has soda, but the wing box does have soda. Yeah, and if you are not an alcoholic um, or plan on um consuming any alcoholic beverages they do have plenty of water there, there, and soda. there are there are other things available to you um it's also right in, right near a lot of other shops and stuff you are able to if if you want to get an uber eats or something we talked to the people they said that's fine you can uber eats whatever bring it in eat it no big deal 
Um, yeah, it's going to be a good time. We're going to have a live show uh, before the game and after the game. So no guarantee. And I will say, you know, no, still no, no, yeah, there's no guarantee that I will be there, but there will be a guarantee. I'm not saying he's going to be there, folks. <laughs> I mean, he acts like he won't. He's bluffing. He'll be in Florida. He's not going to be at the game that week because it's going to yeah, be on the right. road. So I know he's not going to be doing anything. And if I have to drive my ass up, you know, halfway up to Orlando to go get him, I probably will. But yes, Evan Wanish will be there in person. And uh, so will special guest, Mr. Bucks Nation, our guy hanging out in the live chat. Uh, Richard with a great question says, are you guys planning on having a crossover podcast with either loose cannons or pewter cast? Uh, nothing that we have planned in the works, but I mean, the door is always open. Um, you know, we love collaborating with other guys in the community. If you guys watch the game day vlog, the loose cannons guys were in there when we did our tribute to Mark cook outside the stadium. Um, but you never know. I mean, there's plenty of great podcasts that we could be reaching out to. So keep an eye out because we're looking to get some new people on the season and, and that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. That'd be, uh, be pretty good yeah be, be, be pretty good i mean i saw i saw i noticed so the the pewter cast guys you know we actually we did uh bren allen is rent ren dax actually from the pewter cast was on literally this past season when i was in florida and, and couldn't do the show oh yeah um and, and you were ren, what at universal harry potter world that day some sign on something i don't know well, that was after the blowout so that was a good thing i wasn't on that game <laughs> that, that was after the the debacle so i was it was good that I, I wasn't I was on for that one. All right. Uh, Ren did a, an honorable job there filling in. Um, so let's take a look at where the Bucks are at in training camp. Um, they had to make some roster cuts today. They started the day after the preseason game. They cut Cameron Kinley. The Daquan Hampton. They, Daquan the Hampton. Hand. I'm sorry. Not Treadwell. And then, well, they did wave today. Uh, John Franklin and um who many many people like because they know from last chance you uh, on netflix um well he's kind of been uh i mean we've talked every now and again about what he could potentially do when he's healthy you know the most mm. excited we got was the end of 2019 when he started to get some regular season action right we saw him involved in a couple of jet sweeps it looked like the offense was getting creative and then the injury happened and uh the buccaneers ended up waving him because he failed his physical which he's been struggling for injury for quite some time. But um, Josh Pearson, thank you, James. That was the other cut that they made. Josh Pearson was Josh the wide Pearson. receiver who dropped that dime to the sideline by Kyle Trask in that first preseason. That might've been, might've been the, the dime that Chris Myers was referring to. Yeah. Uh, game, game day vlog was awesome. Lots of things I saw from my Florida winter vacation, 2019. Hey, Willie, you know, if I'm coming down from Philly, I think you should come down for Philly from the watch party as well. That's, that's just, that's just my thoughts on, on, on the situation. Not saying you have to, but kind of saying one of us are doing it. Might as well. Might you as guys, well. Join you guys us. can carpool, right? You're driving. <laughs> that's not. <laughs> yeah. Pick them yeah, up, man. Yeah. Just on, on the way we are, we are not driving. So um, that the plan is, the plan is spoiled before it can even begin. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, did you did you guys hear the Aints' latest throwing wide receiver signing, Kevin White? Him and Chris Hogan coming fresh out of the lacrosse league is going to be deadly. I mean, hey, they got that that quarterback thrown to them. So yeah, any 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 wide receiver playing with those that quarterback room is just going to be fantastic. Actually, the Saints are a dumb organization because I know we mentioned oh. this yesterday. Oh yeah. Um, but you know they they waived Noah Spence on. Well, Sunday. they're a dumb organization by default. But yes, this well, move yeah, in particular. Sure. Um. I mean, I wouldn't expect anything less from them. Just, I mean, the Bucks would the Bucks would never make this dumb decision, right? I mean, they they would never cut no expense. Oh man, uh, they would never cut a player like that. 
Um, nobody would ever so, cut Evan's favorite player that nobody's yeah. ever heard of, unless you're yeah. a fan of either Tampa Bay or you're well versed with New Orleans football. Because I don't even think a lot of Saints fans knew that uh-huh. Noah Spence was on their team. Well, they they should have. And uh, yeah, Noah Spence's wage on Sunday, I think it was beneficial yesterday. Just, I mean, just a, another, just an organization's fall from grace. I mean, you know, you just you're releasing such good football players. I mean, then you're, 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 you're signing, you're, you're signing Quan Alexander and you're signing James Winston. You're signing all these, all these castaways from the bucks. Oh, but man. Really, you had the gem there the whole time and you just, you let him go. I, I don't understand it. I don't understand these people. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. And then uh, also like one time I will like behind the scenes here, <laughs> behind the scenes here, because this is like a very, uh, this is a very laid back show. Yeah. I like we doing asked, shows like this, man. We, we asked Noah Spence, uh, like two years ago to come on the show. And I, I actually asked him, I reached out to him. I was like, I gotta, I gotta do this myself. That's your boy. And, uh, he said I would, but I didn't really play much this season. So I don't have much to talk about. And I said, brother, I agree with you. Oh, <laughs> I, said, dude, that... I was like, I was like, I agree with you hundred <laughs> percent. That's like, the most depressing devastated. response I've ever heard though. I know. Like we've reached out to plenty of players um, and none of them really give us the time of day. The ones that do will usually respond and tell you, no, thank you or whatever the case may be. But the guy said, I would, but, I didn't play too much this year. That breaks my heart. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and, and I was and I was like, you know what? I was like, you're right. I said, and he was he was still with the Bucks. He was still on the Bucks. I was oh, like, you're man. right. I was like, you are a hundred percent right, my friend. And uh, I mean, I don't understand. I just don't understand why people. I mean, Washington made the mistake cutting them. Now that the Saints. I mean, hey, Tampa. Just saying, you could use. I mean, he's an upgrade over anything else, so he's better than that. So. Like I said, he's you put him on his team now. He's the second best pass rusher on the team. So, oh man, uh, let's talk about one more thing that's Bucks football related before we wrap up this train wreck of a podcast. Um, no, oh, wait, I'm, I'm, time I'm out, time out, time out, time out, time out. James, if you refer to Noah Spence as your guy, one more time. I listen. I can go, go on record and say that nobody, to... nobody has been a bigger fan of Noah Spence longer. Than the Philly Bucks fan himself, Mr. Evan Wanish. I can put that on the record for the court <laughs> to see. You. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. You do it one more time, and I'm blocking you on it. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> I, I am done <laughs> with you, okay? You don't try to call me. It's like, you, you have you seen Dyer Wimpy Kid, the movie? Yeah. Yeah. Don't you remember when? Me. when do, don't call me. Don't come by my house. We're, We're done. That <laughs> that's that's what I'd be like to James, and it's good because like I'm a bigger guy too. Like I'm fat, like Rally. So you know that that makes more sense as sure. to why. And you know, people think I don't have this side of me on the show, like a funny side. I'm actually kind of funny, kind of. Kind of um, funny. The, depending on who you ask, I'm funny. Yeah. Um, if you ask James, probably not. <laughs> if, you, if you ask Brett, I, I might usually, usually it's at the expense of poor James. I mean, that's, More, just, that's usually, just the way. Usually it is. That's just the way Evan rolls. That's the way the cookie crumbles. You make yeah, me sound like such a bully, man. Well, I, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, you got to poke fun at if if you don't poke fun at yourself, who's going to? Sure. Yeah. I mean, who who's the one here wearing a bear hat still? Um, I mean, hey, you're representing Barry House. I Ooh, know. A Barry House, the location. This is one of my. CFP. This is one of my favorite hats. I love it. Man. The location of the CFP watch party. Oh yeah. Just, so, just, uh, just, 
shameless plug there, which, you know, James fails to do every show. Oh, my God. All right. Uh, (laughs) So let's get back on the rails here before we wrap things up. I want to talk about joint practices starting this week. Art Wag out. Ben Leeper. Are we building a feud to James versus Evan at a barroom blowout the watch party later this year? Yes, Yes, we are. Yeah, that's actually (laughs) the whole reason we want to get you guys out there. We didn't tell anybody Mm -hmm. this part yet, but we got a whole wrestling ring, Mm -hmm. a steel cage done up. Somebody's going through. Somebody's going through a table. Somebody is. Somebody's going off the top of the cell. It's going to be like Undertaker and Mick Brett, Foley. Did you, uh, did you buy your, your ref costume yet? Uh, no, I, I I haven't checked Party City in a minute. Uh, last one I went to was in Brandon, and I mean, I'm surprised that place isn't closed down yet, but they didn't have it in stock, so I'm going to check the one closer to my new apartment, um, and hopefully they have it. But I am making, possibly making this happen. <laughs> If you don't put fun of yourself, who is going to? They should. We should put that on a T-shirt. Uh, Evan's got you covered every single time to poke fun at you. We should just take quotes from the show and put it on a T-shirt. It seems to work for other shows. So. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. All right. Let's talk about training camp. Titans come to town this week. Tennessee team that uh, I think is good to practice against. We've talked about this on the show before as well. Um, you got Derrick Henry Tough in the backfield, team. newly acquired Julio Jones, Ryan Tannehill, who I know isn't the sexy picket quarterback, has put up the stats that are above respectable. I think uh, he should be in the conversation of maybe some top quiet quarterbacks in the league. Um, you know, he's been making it work with that offense, and I'm excited to see what happens when they square up. We're not going to see the starters in the preseason game as um as not, 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 as, as long as, as as long as practice goes how bruce expects it to go if 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 he if he's not liking the way practice is maybe yeah like you know if, if he's not liking the way they're performing in practice he might say all right yeah you guys haven't earned to get the day off basically on saturday like go out there and and play right so we'll see arian says if it goes the way he thinks it's going to go which is really well he he won't play the starters i think it's exciting getting another team at camp because uh, things start to get a little more chippy. Um, I mean, you saw guys bring energy in the first preseason game, but they're not going to be facing the Bengals every day of practice for the next, uh, what, three days, four days, and then a scrimmage game on Saturday. So there is a chance for some things to get heated. And I mean, I I think that energy is important for establishing the kind of football team you want to be. Yeah. James is in the chat again. You're close to being blocked. (laughs) I'm, I'm, I'm telling you. I'm uh, it right now from Mr. Bucks Nation himself. I just want to put this on the record so the court can see. Uh, Mr. Bucks Nation has put on record that Evan is like the Titans of the podcast world, bland and boring. Wow! If I wanted is, to be bland, I mean, if I wanted to be bland and boring, all I'd have to do is watch one of your training camp reviews. So. Ooh! Oh man! Bye bye! Oh man! All right. Well, uh, speaking of training camp <laughs> reviews, I'm going to be out there with James first thing yeah. in the morning tomorrow for the first joint practice of the year. Uh, we're going to be doing another training camp vlog, so be on the lookout for that one. At this rate, I've got as good of a chance to be on the show as Noah Spence, said Mr. Bucks Nation. I think Noah Spence, Noah Spence is a better chance, honestly, at this point. So, <laughs> Oh, brother. All right, well, joint practices start this week. It should be a pretty good week of practice. Now, tomorrow, tomorrow's the first day, correct? Yeah. Joint yep. So yep, yep. We will, uh, there will be a training camp vlog, correct? Yes, sir, there will be. And w- what, what is now the important question? We talked about it. I, I don't know if we talked about it on air, but you know, this is a behind the scenes. I don't even know. We'll probably make this a podcast, but it'll be like edited and stuff. But like this, no, just let it rip. Be, yeah, we'll just, we'll just go. Um, we, we talked about it before. Are you going on Saturday? 
I don't know yet. Um, I am going through the onboarding process at a new job because uh, I got to make money. So once I kind of uh... figure out my training schedule there, I might be able to make it work. I don't know what my training is going to look like on Saturday because my work day is uh, from 11 a.m. to about 9 p.m. Oh, so okay, well. yeah, I mean, it's brutal, buddy. <laughs> um, so if I can get that figured out and if I can get off in time, then yes, I should be there. Is that like every day? Uh, every day that I work, but it's only going to be like a four day work week. Oh, I was about to say, oh, podcast is done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> um, Scott Pilgrim style, Mr. Bucks Nation versus Philly Bucks fan actually has a nice little ring to it. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know. You know, we, we, I, he is a nation and I have a city behind me. So there you go. All right. Well, folks, I think that's the show. Um, this has been a fun one. I'm glad that we can let loose and, and not have a whole lot of prep. Thank you once again well, to our you know, very we, special guest, Chris Myers. We, we, we were, we were, you know, we were on it with, with, with Chris. Um, if, if anybody's just joined the chat too, if you tried to call that hotline, you now realize that it does not work. Yeah. Um, I gotta get that. Uh, tried to do. I gotta get that figured out here sooner than later. Um, because we want to bring back the call in shows. Those were a lot of yeah. fun and it was a great way that we got to talk to a lot of you guys all over the U S uh, we got a lot of people in California, some people in Philly, some in New York, uh, mm. and a hell of a lot Everywhere. of people in Tampa. So Everywhere. we really appreciate we, we you guys. Got- we actually we have, we still have a lot of listeners in California, so we appreciate that. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. West Coast like, Bucks there's like a down. there's like a, a surprise amount of, of listeners coming from California. Uh, Tony Saylor says he missed it. If you did miss it, don't worry. This will be it'll be as a podcast, um, and this will also like be on YouTube as well. So yeah. Uh, if you missed it, it was like the first 20, 25 minutes of the show. We actually we we lost Chris Myers at the beginning of the show. He was. <laughs> um, uh now now okay now james is starting to throw shots yeah at now james now is throwing also. shots at both of us <laughs> He's starting all right buddy because... slow your roll <laughs> it's gonna Listen, be a handicap settle down match. it's about to be a handicap match right the the, the fix is gonna be yeah, it's gonna it's be, gonna the be like out. evolution when they turned it, on randy orton yeah or yeah or just like uh yeah he's what the yeah, exactly right? yeah exactly um it's all and fun then, games uh, till you till you poke the bear. You get it because I got the bear. You on. Get it. Oh, <laughs> I like it. Um, it's gonna be the 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 Barry House screw job. That's what it's gonna be. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm gonna pin James. The rest is gonna go one two three. That's it. And then we're out of um, there. We're we're uh, show's over. We're do- we're gone. Yep. Um, Summer Slams. Summer Slams is Saturday. I'm excited for it. Oh yeah. Um, I'm, be I'm gonna. I don't know how I'm gonna. There's like gonna be some like dead points in SummerSlam. There's gonna be like some boring spots, so I'll be able to watch. I don't even know if I'm gonna be able to watch the Bucks. Because... Oh, yeah, because SummerSlam's on a Saturday this year for yeah, some reason. I forgot yeah. that they do that. It's weird. All right. Well, uh, well, folks, that is the show. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Cannon Fire Podcast, brought to you by our good friends over at BetOnline.ag. Bear, bear, Tony, our friend Tony, also has Barry Barry House has some great has some great beer. If if you're around, oh yeah, absolutely, you know, buddy, join. We're joining the watch party on November 14th. If, if you're going to be in, in the Tampa area, we're going to be watching Bucks versus Washington. So one oh, yeah. last little plug there. Party starts at noon. My favorite personally is the uh, the Citrusita, which is like a lime. I think it's like a lime citrus or not a lime. I'm sorry. It's a uh, it's like a golden citrus deal. Um, it's like a sweeter Bud Light. It's very, very nice. They also have a, uh, a nice apple cider because I'm a simple man. I think it's an apple pie cider. And it just is excellent. They've also got the Dunkel, which is their dark beer. Not bitter at all. I mean, really, you can't go wrong with any of the brews they have on tap. Make sure you guys are there November 14th to check it out. 
since I'm since I'm a, since I'm a good child, I I drink Coca Cola. So. There you go. There yeah. and that has nothing to do with the fact I'm not 21 yet. Nothing. Make sure you follow the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Best place to go for updates on the show, and of course, Buccaneer news as it happens. You can check out Buccaneer news as it happens on Instagram with my co-host Boom. at Bucks underscore Daily, the number one Buccaneers fan page on Instagram. You can also find him on Twitter at Evan NFL. Last but not least, you can find myself on Twitter at Redicus, R-H-E-T-T-A-K-U-S, Twitter and Instagram, actually. And uh, if you follow me, I will follow you back. Like I said, on the YouTube channel, you can expect a brand new training camp vlog sometime tomorrow. We're going to be out there bright and early with Mr. Bucks Nation for the first joint practice with the Tennessee Titans. It should be a good one. I'm really looking forward to it. Thank you guys so much for checking out this episode of the Cannon Fire Podcast brought to you by BetOnline.ag. I'm your host, Rhett Matthew, signing off from my co-host, Evan Wanish. We'll catch you guys next time. As always, go Bucks. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.